mama? I'm Ryan, and I'm not a mama. I am a builder of this bridge on River Kwai. Oh, uh, all by yourself? I'm going to do it by myself. This, I don't um, think you should. We just had the conversation two seconds ago about how it's the River Kwai, and I just said River Kwai. Uh, I've already. This is already off to a bumpy start. <laughs> And this is Mama Needs a Movie. Tonight is a form-breaking episode in more than one way. Here's the first way. Today's guest is our first repeat guest. We've oh, my God. never had a guest on twice before. This guest was our second guest ever on the show. And we're having him back. Yeah. Yeah. We're having him back, even though he really wanted to talk about all of the Saw movies. <laughs> he still might. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not capable of watching all of the Saw movies. Let's watch something else. Well, this was a point of contention because we, we, we had, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about this, but we, yeah, we had, mm-hmm. we, there was so, there, we had a, there was a journey at arriving on this movie. We, it, it, mm-hmm. it took a journey to arrive on this film mm-hmm. that we've selected tonight. Much like, um, the train, much like the movie. journey of the of actually the, train. the the train journey in this movie is pretty short. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, <laughs> yeah, you don't really see that for very often. Uh, yeah. Our guest today, uh, like we say, he's the f- first guest that we've had on the show twice. That must mean something. That must count for something. That we like talking to him. Uh, he's a great friend, a collaborator, and somebody uh, just as someone who who we love to talk to uh, about movies with. You've uh, I want to say that he's a great short filmmaker, and you can see all kinds of shorts that he's done online, all kinds of work that he's done online. I'm sitting next to a uh, poster of a film that he uh, made here called a uh, uh, ripple of nothing uh, significant, which is one of my favorite short films ever, ever I've ever seen. His new thing is called vertical valor. And I don't know where you're going to be able to see this maybe on some kind of uh, streaming uh, uh, app or something soon. I don't know where they show short films, but I, but the vertical valor look out for that. That stars John Milstein, another guest we've had. Anyway, our guest today is Alex Kavutsky. Thank you so much for uh, having me back. Um, I can I say two things up top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them is uh, an apology. This is me admitting fault, mm-hmm. and the second is a point of contention I have with the two of you. So I think they, they they balance each other out. Okay. So you have a problem, and then you have another problem. Okay. Go ahead. Well, one. It, <laughs> but one is my fault. I have two. Problems. But it's still a problem. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, obviously, we're recording tonight. And mm-hmm. uh, Ryan was going to come by with the microphone and then mm-hmm. he was going to drive home. And I was like, hey, wouldn't it be such a great idea to just record in person? You're already coming here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I pushed for this and he's here in my apartment. Mm-hmm. But we still, for some reason, have to record over Zoom. <laughs> and now I'm hearing <laughs> my own echo. I'm hearing Ryan's echo. And you're mm-hmm. the only person I hear <laughs> properly and this is yes. fully my fault I it's not just... your fault here's the thing it's not your fault this is a this is the other way this is a form breaking episode as we've done this is the first episode that we've done two thirds in person and oddly mm-hmm. the hosts are not the ones in person it's me and a guest <laughs> and then another host is in another location so yeah but that location to... is really close right you're one block away from here yeah i could have walked but i've decided not to uh 
uh, based on the principle that I have only so much energy left in my body mm-hmm. and the energy it would take to park a car is too huge. So I will go to sleep immediately after this. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is, this is, so this is what we're doing. We're doing a two thirds zoom mm-hmm. thing. Alex and I are sitting across from each other. It's a, it's a quorum. It's the two thirds vote. Yes. There's a slight echo, but it's fine. It's it sounds like the voices in my. <laughs> but head. I can't I can't hear this, so you guys will be you, a little bit weird. You can't hear this. I don't think the listeners gonna be able no. to hear this. Mm-mm. It's just gonna drive me mad, and it's you know kind of like the character in the film. Yeah, the film Saw. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, this is. The... Wait, is this the problem yeah. that you have with us? Is that no, we okay. wouldn't talk about Saw? Oh, okay. No, no, no. That was, that no, was your confession. Here's okay. My, here's my, my, no, no, okay. No. No, okay, what's I, the, uh, the I just want to be clear. No okay. matter how much I bring up Saw tonight, there is no hard feelings that you guys do not want to discuss the full Saw series. Okay. All is nine that, movies. That's not, that... the, that's not the point I wanted to bring up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm honored to be the first returning guest. However, mm-hmm. a few months ago, I realized that it was the summer of Michael Clayton. It, Michael Clayton was in the air. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was coming yeah. back in a big way. I rewatched it. It was terrific. I texted Ryan. I said, Ryan, it's the summer of Michael Clayton. I have to come back on the podcast and talk Michael Clayton. Not only do I get no reply back, mm-hmm. I soon discover there was another guest doing Michael Clayton. Mm-hmm. And it was a terrific episode. Maybe, maybe you guys' best episode. I love the Michael Clayton talk. Mike Hanford talked about Michael Clayton. Okay, yeah. this is now this is news to me because I don't remember this Michael Clayton text. This is a it's, controversial thing because I was never informed that you asked to come on and talk about Michael Clayton. I was only told that you desperately wanted to talk about all of the Saw movies. <laughs> Both things are true. <laughs> okay, I I don't maybe I maybe I must have missed this Michael Clayton text because I do not remember. I can probably search the texts. Well, you might have but, to look but, at the records. The other thing I would say is that you said summer of Michael Clayton. I thought that you said that it was the summer of Shoah and that you were watching Shoah all summer. Okay. If okay. you were following yeah. my Instagram closely, um, it was Wait, the was summer of Michael Instagram Clayton for a while. No, no, there, there was a text also, but also I was posting okay. a lot of summer of Michael Clayton stuff on my Instagram. And uh-huh. then Netflix... Took it off of uh, it took Michael Clayton off of Netflix, yeah, which mm-hmm. you guys mentioned on your show, and that concluded the uh, summer of Michael Clayton. Summer of Michael Clayton. However, yeah, yeah. It, because of global warming, summer was still going, and mm-hmm. uh, it became the summer of Shoa. I watched all of Shoa, and it was terrific. And uh, I'm trying to get other people to watch Shoa. It's yeah. free on YouTube, and uh, if you guys want to discuss Shoa. You watch Shoah. I've yeah. never seen Shoah. It's and amazing. Shoah, and... Shoah's happening at the same time as a bridge on the River Kwai. That's crazy to what, think about. What they're, uh, I mean, the, what they're talking about. Yeah, not, not, not at the not same the time. Actual... <laughs> no, yeah. Well, it's not. Bridge yeah. on the River Kwai is not. Uh, uh, that's a novel. It's a. It's a fictionalized. It's story. it's it's a fake yeah. story that didn't really happen. It wasn't about a bunch of hot white people building a bridge. Well, yeah. Shoah's yeah. also a fake story that didn't really happen. So. Oh, um, no. I'm sorry. You're off the air now. <laughs> Michael Clayton, show a bridge on the River Kwai. These are three things that never happened but are fun to watch. <laughs> but Saw? Saw really happens. These are Saw real really stories. Happens. Yeah, Saw really happens. Real jigsaw That's stories. That's a documentary. You're right our last there. guest of October. 
And yeah. we kind of vacillated, and we actually, Anne and I actually talked about this. We we did quite a bit yeah. of talking. We actually about, talked about something. Yeah. We, yeah, we actually talked off off podcast mm-hmm. about this. About should we do Saw? Can we make some version of this work? Because Anne won't watch Saw. No. I was willing to watch one or two Saws to make the discussion with you work because you have seen now nine Saw movies. I've seen all nine Saws. Okay, so I was like, I'll watch a Saw. Anne was like, I don't want to watch a Saw. Maybe. Maybe we can, uh, you guys can watch them and describe them to me. I was like, I don't think mm-hmm. that sounds very fun. And then I was, and then, and then you had a good idea, Alex, of like, Ryan, you watch Saw 1 and Anne should watch Saw, the book of Saw Spiral 9. Mm-hmm. And then we, and then we meet in the middle and talk or whatever. So mm-hmm. I want to give you a minute to talk we about Benjamin your Saw experience. Button it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, <laughs> you know, meeting in the middle when she says we're yeah, meeting exactly. in the middle. <laughs> I don't know why you don't get that reference. Obviously, I got it. That. The, the yeah. Benjamin Button reference. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. We all got it. Okay, good, good. Here's the problem with that idea, though, of Benjamin Buttoning it is that I won't watch any Saw movies. So the first one or the last one is the same problem. The 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 solution. You 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 <laughs> glossed over a quick point, Ryan. You're like, oh, it's not going to be fun for you to just describe Saw to us. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Describing all nine Saw movies in order and what's happening with all the characters is the most fun. And if if I had this resource before I watched all nine Saws, I would have been like, oh, great. I could just listen to one podcast and know what happens to all the characters in the Saw universe. Well, see, I while you were having this conversation, this text conversation, and Ryan was letting me know that there were these ideas about watching all of Saw, I was out to dinner with my friend Caramel who was a guest on uh, for Save the Last Dance. Yes. Now, she has watched all of the Saw movies as well. And she watched them uh, with her sister over uh, FaceTime. So the family got together. (laughs) It was a family event. (laughs) Yes, it was a family event. The family got together and they watched all of the movies. And she described the last Saw movie in such great detail that I was like, I feel like I watched it without any of the scary parts. So I probably could have not talked about watching saw but talked about caramel watching saw and then described that <laughs> i would love to hear just really quickly from your memory the plot of the last saw movie yeah tell us third person removed what happens in saw the book okay. of spiral <laughs> okay so um so it it's it's um chris rock wrote it and he plays Samuel L. Jackson's son, and uh, they are father and son. Yes, so far, yes. Which good. I was just like, no, wait, go back. Tell me that again. That's not possible. <laughs> That's not possible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're what part just of that he's a little they, old. Samuel L. Jackson is just not like. I, just, okay, here's my feeling about Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock: is that he would murder Chris Rock as a child if he was like that. Just Chris Rock is not Butch, I guess. Oh, you think that Chris Rock would mouth off and Samuel Yes, <laughs> Samuel he would, be like, would slap he him would, to death. Yes, but, <laughs> he but, would be. But surely, yes. I, I mean, you I don't want to. They're very different men, is what I'm saying. It just feels like a weird father son pairing. I, 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 I truly would hate to mansplain the last saw to you. But that is a dynamic that is in the movie that his father was mm-hmm. this big, cool cop and he's yes. a cop that isn't living up in his father's footsteps. Right. 
Yeah. No, I got that. And then there's something he has to find out and then he does and then it's like it's good but then something bad happens. That's that's basically what I got. <laughs> I got really hung up on Samuel Jackson, I got to admit. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Well, you've you've seen the movie and you might remember this from Caramel's description. Are they pitted <laughs> yes. against each other? Are they does one have to kill the other or is there a is there a is there a father-son kill situation? I just want to be respectful to everyone that put on this podcast, ex- ready for Expecting to uh, not River hear... Kwai spoilers. Are they yeah. okay with Spiral, the book of Sp- Saw spoilers? I would, say, I would say for the next few minutes, if you don't want to hear a spoiler about Saw, to, to just jump ahead a, yeah. a couple of just minutes. Just skip at, ahead. We're going to be talking about William Holden uh, yeah. and how and if tan you, he is. Exactly. We're going to be getting to that our favorite Halloween movie, Bridge on the River Kwai. <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, yes. you're okay to, to spoil Saw. Uh, yeah, yeah. Saw to, to, to answer your question, um, uh, Chris Rock's trying to find the, the new serial killer, and there are a few hints that it's going to be Samuel L. Jackson. The hints are a little too obvious so it's obviously not him uh-huh. um and then at the very end the serial killer has samuel jackson in this like trap and chris rock has to choose whether to save him or catch the serial killer oh like in the dark knight rises oh yeah the dark knight yeah rachel rachel dark knight yeah yeah Whoop. yeah he picks uh, the wrong one yeah the, 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 uh, gary oldman says uh uh, says Rachel's over there, and uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, and then it's actually over there. He then, goes, "I'm going to, I'm going after Rachel." Yeah, yeah. Wrong, wrong choice. Um, so why did you watch all the Saw movies? Was was were you watching them over Facetime with any of your family members? <laughs> did Jigsaw put you in a trap and make you? Watch the film. You know what? That's a great pitch for the tenth movie. <laughs> that is. That <laughs> it's is just watching the nine movies. That's what Human Centipede Two is. It's about a guy who watched Human Centipede One, and it and and it it made him a serial killer. That's okay. That's the, that's the um my neighbor downstairs. That's when he's telling me I got to get into next. I got to get into the the two Human Centipedes. <laughs> he was pitching me hard on the second. Wait, human is he centipede. the guy who got you into this? No. Well, uh, yeah, why did you watch Saw? Yeah. <sighs> Look, you guys are just never like sitting around and just go, oh, I've never seen a Saw. What if I watch them all? That's just nope. never been an impulse in nope. any facet of culture. You go, wouldn't it be fun to just know this thing immediately? Yeah, but that's like 18 hours, isn't it? Um, A little less. It's I don't 27 think they're all hours, uh, <laughs> James Franco. He uses a Saw on his arm. The uh, <laughs> that's a different uh, that Ryan, did you watch that one? Because that's that's a different. I did a watch different, that one. That's a different one. See, this show is not like a. There's a lot of shows that are like mm-hmm. we're talking about all the Freddies, everybody, especially now this time of year. They're wonderful shows, and you can listen and talk about. You lo- yeah, is- I mean, it's not that it's not that talking about spooky stuff is bad, but spooky is my limit. I cannot get into like, oh, they, they cut their own arm off. What's the because- spookiest movie we talked about on this show? Um, the spookiest movie that we talked about, The Lost Daughter. That was, was that the one that upset you. That was the hardest NC seventeen. Well, I guess what was the other one? There was another. There was a worse NC seventeen. I feel like marry me, <laughs> marry me. That was your show. Marry me, marry me. Yeah. Mar- you guys will remember Alex from the marry, marry me, marry me, 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 say, me yes, say yes, yes marry, marry, marry. episode. 
You want to know something? Is my mom uh, told me I just saw a movie that has your uh, your daughter's lunchbox in it, and oh, I was like, saw three, and I was like, what? <laughs> huh? And I said, what is it called? And she said, it's this movie, uh, Marry Me. <laughs> so to some to someone in the world, it is just that movie with that lunchbox in it. That's exciting. She w- must have watched it on Peacock or something. That's cool. That's yeah. Like a, she must yeah. have. She must yeah. have. Yeah. That's I don't know. A, I think. I think. I think. I think that's who the movie's for. I think the movie's for you know somebody it's for my mom. I think it's for moms everywhere. I think that I think Mary Me's. I did. <laughs> I, I, think, thought, I mean, kind of. It's like I watched it and I was just like, okay, this doesn't particularly bother me. And I think that's why I don't want to watch Saw is because I'm. Mean, it's the end of a long day. I don't want to sit down and then start worrying if my doors are locked. Does Saw come into your house? Does Saw break uh, in? Well, you get kidnapped, so you Jake go to Saw the place does kidnap. Saw. He is very good at kidnapping. Yeah, we we see, don't see that part of it. We just people just wake up. Some I, no, we do. No, sorry, I, it's insane. I said that. We see that a lot. We see people kidnap. What? You <laughs> relentlessly. I I, I, <laughs> I kind of gloss over with that stuff. Okay, <laughs> all right. So you sort of watch nine Saw movies. Okay. You right. described to me something about Saw, which I found really interesting, which is that there's an online question. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just an online question. It is it is a, the main question <laughs> with all the movies. And this question, uh-huh. what is the yeah. what is this specific this, this thing? The question is whether uh Yeah, before before I even ask this, I just wanna um I feel like there's a lot of couples out there that uh have to like take turns with the other's interests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I bet there's a couple out there where one of them is like, I gotta listen to my artsy fartsy movie podcast. I gotta listen to my River Kwai <laughs> podcast. And the partner is like, oh, I guess I'll listen to make you happy on this road trip. And then they're like, Oh hell yeah, it's all saw the whole time. This fucking rules. So it you is are, not you are, the whole You time. are seen, you are heard, you are validated. You yeah. get full points for agreeing to listen to the River Quiet. Okay, podcast. so we're gonna yes. The central not... question of all the Saw movies is is Jigsaw a murderer? Oh, is, because they're is murdering the, each other sort yeah. of. Is is of... the serial killer that we see <laughs> unquestionably murdering people? Uh-huh. Is he a murderer? Yeah. So there are several like like if you go on YouTube and search for like is saw is Jigsaw a murderer? There are several people that break this down in yeah. detail. Jigsaw uh. uncovered. Jigsaw is a murderer. No way. There is a lot and in the comments they are fighting about it. They will argue you. Yeah, um, and this so is the, a lot of yeah. The, well, the idea of, legally, he's not a murderer, right? Or, or the, uh, yeah, without question, legally, he will be a murderer. Yeah, because the he's worst, kidnapping the worst them. prosecutor can <laughs> get him for murder. This is insane. Do this we? Is, do they ever I don't go even know to how this trial is, though? Do we no, ever see he, him on no, trial no, no. being he, like, "I'm they, not a murderer"? Oh no, he, he he only he only does it in these like. Silence of the Lambs type philosophical debates with the cops. He's never on trial. He dies in Saw 3. Uh, so he's never actually. Uh, right, because he has cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gets his throat sliced by uh, this, this. It doesn't matter. Wait, so uh, he it's dies just, or- it's just, it's it's Breaking Bad where he gets shot a whole bunch of times and has cancer. Uh, Breaking yeah. Bad. Yeah, it's correct. Yes, correct. Okay. 
I was just trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I forgot to get shot. So, Saw, so Jigsaw dies in uh, part three of Saw. And Correct. there, and so parts four through nine are basically prequels to the original. Is he a Incorrect. ghost? Is he a ghost? Oh, is he, he a little said, ghosty? He, 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 is he saw, a little ghosty? Jigsaw is, is so ghosty? smart. <laughs> he set into motion these things that are still happening after uh-huh. his death. Uh huh. And there are people that have taken over uh, his legacy, and also um, they they love coming up with flashbacks of what actually happened. So the what you see in earlier movies is a lie later because they show you oh. what actually. It, so a lot of the debate in the YouTube is, oh, actually that wasn't Jigsaw's trap; that was a uh, Hoffman's trap. There's a big Detective Hoffman <laughs> oh. character, mm-hmm. Philip um, Seymour Hoffman. As he's uh, in I wish it was a, a slightly better actor. He got trapped and- <laughs> in Red Dragon. Uh, yeah, and, oh and Red God. Dragon. Red mm. Dragon, the the movie I've seen. Red Dragon, and that movie has a, a astonishingly good cast. I don't know why that just occurred to me right now, but uh, yeah, very, very good cast. Very good cast for such a, a kind of mediocre movie, but not as good as Manhunter. I got to rewatch Manhunter. Manhunter is great, 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 great. Where do you rank it uh, with uh, Saw Six? Which one do you like? Uh, it's better than Sausage. <laughs> Spicy. That's the beloved one. That's the one the fans love. That's the one where I was like, hey, you know what? This was pretty good. You just have to give it some time. Uh, a lot of people are want this. I think this is, I think if you're part of this contingent, or this road trip contingent of some, mm-hmm. this couple, some dull couple fighting. that's on the brink of breaking up and they're, <laughs> they're listening they're to like, this They're like, I like Chex show. Mix. Well, I, yeah. I like. To potato chips. They've listened to so many podcasts that they're down to Mama Needs a Movie. Mm-hmm. And they're, uh, they're, they're, they, they want to know what are your Saw rankings. You know what I think? I think they're fighting about whether or not they're going to have kids. They're driving across the country to visit his parents, who she's feeling weird about because they're very conservative. Mm-hmm. And so they're listening to this podcast <laughs> while trying to make this decision. And he's just like, just, just, just. Why don't you watch Saw? She's like, why won't you just read my poetry books? I published <laughs> yeah. them myself. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you guys, I think you could, I think, uh, you know what? Break up. <laughs> I think you should break up. <laughs> I think everybody should break up. That's my, that's my advice now. Break up. Ryan's advice for relationships is break up. And I think that's, um, it's great. I think you need the friend who's going to say break up. So then it's sort of like when you pick a one side of the coin and then you flip it and you realize which thing you actually wanted. I think yeah. you need the one friend to be like, oh, yeah, you don't like such and such. You should mm-hmm. break up. That's then- true, except I really <laughs> think they should just break up. I think it's when people are like, oh, I'm really just trying to make it work with my girlfriend. And it's so hard. It's like. It's not supposed to be that hard. It's really not supposed to be that hard. It shouldn't be like yeah. this part of your life. Your boyfriend shouldn't be this part of your life that's like so incredibly. It's sh- it's not a jigsaw trap. Yeah, but what if what if your boyfriend saw? Relationship expert Ryan James <laughs> Perez goes off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, I mean it's 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 a fair point. Your I want to break up with myself be- now after this. <laughs> Shouldn't be as hard as being trapped in a, a saw uh, uh, 
maze? What do they call so them? What do you suggest? They they break up and then years later start a podcast together? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I guess. Yeah, that's what I yeah, that's what I suggest. Another groundbreaking about, episode. Yeah, about it's ta- it's about taken, eight or nine years later. <laughs> about eight or nine years eight or nine years later, start a start a podcast where uh, the audience is uh, confused. Is this a couple? <laughs> who, who, what is it a couple's podcast no no uh the amount of people dming me after i posted the marry me thing asking are they back together <laughs> no they one could asked do a podcast oh really no one asked you that i feel like it was at least three which is like the right amount of a podcast uh i don't know well no <sighs> i don't know uh, no uh you know bj novak said it best by saying he said action. He said no. action on the set of <laughs> Vengeance. Action. Go, Ashton Kutcher. Action. <laughs> he said action. Go. <laughs> he has to say both. It's uh, that's how good of a director he is. Well, because he's a writer. Uh, he's a writer. He knows uh, what it, did, what did BJ Novak say? Oh, he said uh, Mindy Kaling. Huh? No, not dating her. <laughs> that's what he said. Mm. I don't know what he ever said about her. Yeah, I think it. I think this show is slightly confusing to the. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm like people that biographically know me or you or whatever, or like super into our IMDb's or whatever. Or I'm sure <laughs> yeah. are following along what quite closely. IMDb? But I think for the average uh, listener, it, it does kind of sound like I'm like I'm like. So I'm your husband. So I'm your husband. And last night we were watching a movie and we were talking about. I guess. <laughs> oh hey, that's, hey, wifey. Hey, my wifey. Tell me what I you think really about this I really don't movie. think that anyone has that impression. Okay, so you, you've you seen The Office, I believe, yeah. based on uh-huh. what you were just talking about. Yeah, because so I know B.G. Novak is. Yeah, yes. and Mindy Kim. So I, I, I think <laughs> Good point. the fans see Mama, um, what is this called? Mama wants to watch a movie. They, they see this as The Office. And you guys are the Jim and Pam of the office, and everyone's waiting for you guys to get back together. Oh, you, you think it's a there one day? Oh, this is what they want. You know what's something yeah. funny is that when I was auditioning for commercials, wow, I, big I, topic change. Okay, go ahead. No, not at all. No, I would always go up for things where in the breakdown it said Pam from the office. Oh, uh, I was yeah. always auditioning for Pam from the office. Well, Anna Fisher, and yeah. here you are. Here yeah. you are in the like, office. Mm, I feel like I'm. What is that movie you guys are gonna watch? And that's what. Uh... Well, that's like yeah, that's the will. The will they or won't they? The answer is we did. Yeah, we, we already did. We um, already did. It's not as interesting when it's they did. I feel I, like this is a uh, this is just all of you avoiding the question of what's the best and worst song. Oh, the be- oh yeah, uh, I the think best, the best really... one is Saw Six. The worst no, one is it... Saw Twenty Seventeen. Wait, so tw- Saw 2017 is the s- so, okay, seventh so th- one? No, that's the eighth one. So they did nine, okay, seven, so seven Saw Propers, uh-huh. then they did Saw in 2017, uh-huh. which was just kind of like, I don't know, like a reboot, but it's like in the same universe, and that's the worst one, and Saw 6 is the best one. Well, you just said that everyone says Saw 6 is the best one. Sometimes they're right. All right. Sometimes All right. the people are right. Well, you heard it right here, everyone. <laughs> Saw Six, the movie we're not talking about, is the best movie, and we, see, uh, we have I, to. <laughs> we don't have to. I, yes, I think we do uh, have when, to. When I when I when I was talking about this hypothetical couple, I'm imagining I'm going mm-hmm. up to Oregon with my girlfriend and her family for Thanksgiving, and we're I think we're mm-hmm. going to drive be driving around a lot, and 
I'm gonna make her listen to podcasts I like. Like for example, mm-hmm. yourself the, the, on a podcast? No, no, not this one. I mean, for example, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, we gotta listen to the new Adam Friedland show, uh, the 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 new center left podcast I love. And mm-hmm. I know they, I know a podcast that you listen to. And you if, told but, me about this the other day. You listened to a new Bob Dylan podcast. Oh, I mean that's way too okay. But yeah, okay. So instead of okay, if I make her listen to this talking? Bob Dylan podcast that I, I mm-hmm. the Jokerman that I love, uh. If they just started talking about Taylor Swift or Sex in the City, whatever dumb shit my girlfriend likes, I would be mm-hmm. so happy. I would be like, this is a win for everybody. Yes. Yes. Right. Sure. This, this, is, this is the issue, though, is that I think that our I have no idea actually what the demo of our audience is. We, we're really shooting in the dark every episode pretty much because we'll mm-hmm. have episodes that are about hot new contemporary movies and then Harry Styles movies yeah and then you and then I'm surprised by the episodes that we do that get listeners I'm surprised by the ones that don't get listeners what's the most popular one Mm. I I I, I can't say because tell. because it's a reflection of the guest more uh, very often mm. more so than marry the, me. Of guest yeah. who is better than <laughs> all the other guests. <laughs> marry me. I, I, we don't it, want it, anyone it, to feel bad that they didn't get to review. Marry me as well. It I'm might saying. be marry me. It could be. It could be marry me. It's mostly me. because people just really wanted to see Owen Wilson sitting in a chair during the whole movie. I hope someone's keeping a tally at home of all the movies we're really going into that aren't yes, that a are bri- not the, the Bridge on the River Kwai. Now okay, we, so okay, Bridge on bridge the River, River Kwai. I, is I'm a- at fault for avoiding it, talking about Zaw, but I do love this movie. Okay, so this movie, this movie is a, a classic David Lean movie. It stars William Holden, Alec Guinness, and it is about prisoners of war uh, at the Thailand and Burma border trying to build a bridge and trying to blow up a bridge depending on which person you're talking about William Holt or uh, Alec Guinness and his and his men his soldiers are their POWs tasked with building a mm-hmm. uh, a bridge for the and the the uh, commandant the head of the camp uh, has uh, commanded them Saito, all to, uh, yeah. commander Saito yes yes so weirdly, that guy Saito is is the name of the second in command at the real camp, but almost everything in this movie is made up. Yes, this is a, based on a novel. The author's name is uh, Pierre. Hold on here. Here's here's me pitching a rom com to a studio. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's about this couple. They break up. Nine mm-hmm. years later, they yeah. start a movie podcast together. Uh-huh. And here's why they're so cute together. They're both so bad at describing the basic plot of movies. <laughs> for everyone, like, I just rewatched this movie that I've seen three times, and I'm already confused by what you guys are talking about. Well, that's I, I because know, you're the... thinking about Saw. You're getting ready for me to describe yeah. the plot of Saw, and now you're lost because you're like, POWs? Yeah. What? You're, you think you hear bridge on river quiet you think uh, you think uh, I bet the, uh, they needed a saw to build that bridge now bri- now Alex bridge gave- on the river Kwai is on the, oh, so <laughs> easy to say <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. bridge oh, on the this couple is breaking bridge. up. This couple will break up before the end of this trip to Oregon is done. Well, <laughs> we will Ryan, break them you're, up. <laughs> you're the one who said they should break up, so that's that's yeah. fair. That's no, fair. the uh, that yeah. go ahead. This uh, movie yeah. has uh, you you what? This movie 
And this movie is also one of the weird uh, movies that was uh, written by blacklisted writers. And then the Oscar was accepted by somebody who did not write this. Yes, yeah, so the, the Oscar went to Pierre Boulet, who wrote the novel. The screenplay was he written He didn't even by, speak English. Yeah. Carl and, Foreman and Michael Wilson, blacklisted writers, wrote the screenplay. Yeah, which I found really interesting reading that later. It was like, oh, I'm sure that that has some effect on the content of this movie because it is sort of about people who, especially as the movie goes on, it's it's very, very anti this idea of like, I have to be, I have to follow the rules, the rules, the rules at mm -hmm. the expense of all human life. And, and William Holden has this big speech towards the end where he's saying like, no, you're ridiculous. Like we have to be people, basically, and I think that 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 is something that that writers who are blacklisted didn't have to live in the UK to work might be getting at as like a a, a little dig at why ha like, like having States. to do yes yes okay like so the like, rules of the yeah. thing like okay you guys like you're being insane because the movie is so much about being insane mm -hmm. sort of at the expense of human life. C could I try to describe the plot just in case anyone's <laughs> listening just so desperately wants to know the plot of this movie? Okay, take, give, give <laughs> it a shot. But don't describe Saw. No, no, no. I, I, no bits. Saw. No, okay. pop, pop okay. quiz, hot shot. Okay. Describe, the, des describe the bridge on River Kwai. Yes, can we, describe that movie. Can we do some kind of like Instagram polls just to get a feel for like this audience? Just ask one who wants you guys to get back together? Two, what do you guys, how does the fandom feel about your ability of just not, not the entertainment of the podcast, not the movie analysis, just the basic plot descriptions of movies that I happen think on we this do. podcast? I think we know. I think we've I think, admitted it that we do a bad yeah. job. We admitted that we don't. That, I think we do a sufficient job because when people get too far into like, well, here's what happened and then this happens and then this happens, it's like, okay, I just watched it. I just watched it. That's also, why and I'm if you haven't it. seen it, you're 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 mainly listening to hear. Like when I read a review, I skip over the plot synopsis. I don't care. I actually don't. Yeah, because I want to know. Okay, well, is it worth yeah. watching or not? I go to yeah. the bottom of the review, and they say this actor's good, this actor's bad, and then I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll watch it. But I don't actually. I don't really think that the synopsis is the is the should be weighted very heavily. I think it's sort of like the description of what hotel we met at for the interview. Like I don't care if she. Just the basic, yeah. just, 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 just so we're all on the it. same page with the. <laughs> it's the POWs. It's World War II. It's captured British and American soldiers who are forced to build a bridge so that a train can pass over to deliver Japanese uh, ammunition and supplies for the invasion of uh, Burma. Okay, but though I mean. Those are the details that aren't that. I mean, that's important. But that's what happens I, I would in the say, movie. I would say mm -hmm. it's about two captured Allied soldiers, mm -hmm. one American, one British, in this correct Japanese uh, POW camp. Mm -hmm. And they have very different philosophies on war and life, both big <laughs> egos. The American, William Holden, uh -huh. he escapes, right? He's like looking out he for himself. I just want to be. Yeah, my he God. just wants to get out of there. You know what I thought? I will I will add this to my synopsis. Yes. So there's a part in this movie where William Holden escapes this impossible to escape 
prison camp into the jungle. They're like, we don't need anything to keep you. Don't need guards. We don't need anything because the jungle is going to kill you. So there's no point in trying to escape. So William Holden's like, nah, I'm going to try anyway. He tries. He succeeds. He gets rescued. And then he (laughs) ends up (laughs) at the scene in the firm where Tom Cruise gets seduced by the boat. Remember that scene? Where Tom Cruise gets seduced and then there are photos taken oh, on to the show beach, his yeah. wife on the beach. Mm-hmm. He has that scene happen and it's great. He's just like partying on the beach and it's amazing. And then they're like, you were pretending to be an officer, so you're in trouble. So now you have to go back, break into the prison camp again and blow up this bridge that's being built. Please, woman, can I just say the one sentence that is the main plot of the movie, just so we can all talk about the movie what is it the main thing is the Alleginness, the british officer who is captured is assigned the duty of building a bridge and he takes such pride in building the bridge that he becomes obsessed with building the bridge for the japanese meanwhile william holden has to destroy it that's the that's the well see but soul he, of the movie i, I don't actually so I, don't, I, don't, I don't i don't think that's plot with- though I, I think he's not that's obsessed the, that's with... That's the log line. That's the elevator pitch. The guy has to build a bridge for the enemy and he becomes obsessed with building but it. But we're going like, to get into that. Clearly, we're going to get into the yeah. obsession element of it. It's well, like, but, it, but I also think... I also we're, take we're, issue... we're in the minutia before we know no, this no, no, is the no, thing. No, no. Yeah, this but is this the story. Is, but I think this is the story. Uh, but I think that's, what the, that's the characters within the story. But I don't think that he's obsessed with building the bridge. I think he's obsessed with proving that the British are better. Yes. I don't think it actually has anything yes. to do with the bridge. Yes. It's because he nails up yes. that sign. He's like, this is built by British troops. He's mm-hmm. so, so obsessed with proving that the British are better than the Japanese that he's willing to do totally insane things. Yes. To get And, and now the saw fan in the car is like, oh, he- He's obsessed with building the bridge good. This is a good movie. Yeah, this wow. is like yeah, when wow. this is like when Hoffman's helping Jigsaw build the traps. Oh, I get it now. This is how they should teach movies in, in school, man. You start with Saw and then work backward to bridge yeah. on River Kwai. Um, no. Yeah. But I think I think it's like I, I agree. I think it's like the plot of the plot of this movie is actually very simple. But the characters within this situation behave in very different ways given their like what they what they think they're supposed to do in a war situation is individually based and that's what makes it an interesting movie because there's a scene where one of the the british officers he hurts his leg and he's like oh you got to leave me here and william holden's like no i don't do that yes king yeah yeah, and it's like, well, that's not the that. I mean, that is the plot, but it's also like, well, I think what the movie is actually about is about how people are trying to experience. People are are pushed in these very stressful situations to, like, affiliate with something. And for Alec Guinness, he's affiliating with being the this idea of being a British military man. When he's reflecting on the bridge and he's like, you know, it's been 28 years and I don't know. He's almost saying, like, I don't know what the point of it was. Well, I think what he he 
that's a uh, that's sort of like the monologue in the movie. Yeah. Sort of Wait, can I just yeah. acknowledge how great it is to dig into it now that we all know the basic premise of the movie? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, your go synopsis ahead. Yeah, yeah. really saved we all, it. We, yeah. all, yeah. we all know the yeah. basic yeah. premise. Yeah. Now we're into the yeah. philosophy of the... Okay, go ahead. Something Ryan. that you, right. we didn't talk yeah, about. you really is that nailed it. For the first mm-hmm. hour of the movie, before he even starts building the fucking bridge, Yes. The first hour of the movie, he's basically tortured and he's ba- he's put in like a hot box, like a, a yeah. solitary confinement hot box by the by uh by uh, uh Saito Saito Saito, uh, Saito yeah. Can Susie, you think of any other or any other nine movies when someone's tortured in a hot box? Susie Hayakawa. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh he's put in this box. While he's in the box, the soldiers are building the bridge. He's in this box for however long he comes out whacked out of his mind he's been this guy's been in this box forever he looks at the bridge and he's like this bridge sucks and all the soldiers are like yeah the bridge sucks we're like it doesn't work and he's like i will take control of the bridge i will take control of the bridge immediately and we'll begin building it the correct way okay (laughs) if you were to build it you know this where would you build it along the river okay and if you could build it in a certain way how would you build it and he starts listening and so his managerial style takes over but it's almost like the story of a guy who loses his mind in a hot box and when he gets out he's just so happy to have a job he he just really takes to this bridge building thing. Oh, I I strongly disagree that there is a there is a, a such a shift there. Because the reason he's in the hot box is he he's fine building the bridge, but he like has this Geneva conventions on him that yeah. officers aren't allowed to work. He's always so citing he's the Geneva like, oh, yeah. officers can't do manual labor, and the Japanese are like, you're gonna do manual labor. You're in my game. And they, that's the like that's the protest. He's not anti-bridge. He just wants, he's ego-driven. He wants his respect. He wants to still be a commander. He he likes the rules. This guy loves the rules. He loves the rules. I want to build the bridge. I want to prove that I understand the Geneva Convention. I'm really, I'm the most British officer of all British officers. And I'm going to prove that British officers, we know how to build a bridge. We're great at building bridges. And oh, hey, if I notice that there's some weird cord that might have explosives on the other end, I'm going to not only investigate it, but call over the Japanese guy and be like, come look at this. Come check. Yes, but this is the bridge is going to be out to be blown up. This is kind of like, I mean, you're, you're, we're talking about basically the last scene in the movie, but yeah. how does this guy get from like, I'm a, I, I'm going to follow the rules of the Geneva Convention and yet an officer will not do manual labor to, to I must prevent a sabotage of this bridge that I've built for the enemy. Like, because it is I a, think that's his only mindset is like, he's just got to be an officer. And I think when he's doing that monologue at the end where he's like, I don't really, I've never been home. I love India. You know, I think he doesn't know any other way to behave. He's in this situation. And then Uh it's like, you got to build that bridge. And he's like, okay, I guess I just got to be an officer. I don't know how to not, like, I only know how to be an officer who commands men. And then is like, well, my commanding officer doesn't want this bridge to be blown up. I better go tell him. Like, he just can't stop it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he loves being an officer, if he loves rules. I think it's just he has such an ego and such a pride and he's using those things like like in the very beginning even before he's put in the hot box before the conflict he doesn't allow discussion of escape because in his logic he was told to surrender therefore he shouldn't be trying to escape he's like trying to like just 
be in charge. He loves being in charge. He has this pride and he just slowly just goes to the point where he's like so proud of this bridge. Like the best moment of the movie is when he finds out that you're going to blow up the bridge. You can't believe it. And uh, yeah, but I this think it's because, because he does. I think it's because he actually doesn't have a personal identity. I think his personal identity is uh, being an officer. Being, That's what like, I'm well, saying. It's, it's not being like, an officer. It's just like you know, well, he manipulates what being an officer means. Whenever, like, whenever it like helps him, officers can't work on the bridge. And then when his when his prize, like, I want to build the best bridge. Now officers are doing manual labor. That's like a great shift when he casually just lets them do the manual labor that he was like in the hot box for. Yeah, but I think mm-hmm. in that at that point, it's because he's trying to be like, yeah, well, the British are better. And we can do it better. So step out of the way while we do this better. And actually yes. people at the time and, and later were like, hey, you know that the Japanese were amazing at building bridges. This is complete nonsense. This is not the thing that existed where like the British came in and fixed all the bridges. It's it's it, the the movie is sort of built around this idea that it was like, oh, they were just like, oh, I don't know what to do. How do you build a bridge? <laughs> Which is a little funny if you think about it. Like, Wait, so this is a place with tons and tons of water and these guys haven't figured out how to build a bridge at all? Look, yeah, there's some historical inaccuracies. We know the Japanese are <laughs> as good at building bridges as they are committing like war crimes against the Chinese. We know. Like we know. <laughs> no, but I mean, just think about it. It's like there's something a tiny bit funny about this idea that you were just you were just kind of like digging in the in the wet sand and being like well i i hope that alec guinness comes by and helps us build a perfect bridge well that's like criticizing back <laughs> to the future because cars can't go back in time we just have to no, accept no, that no. premise for saying- the plot to like happen <laughs> like okay we have to just accept that this group of japanese soldiers aren't amazing at building no, bridges like not. the british that did we just have to accept that we just have to accept that only alec guinness can do it. i mean that is the plot of many movies it's like we can't do this until the special person comes in he, and he did it in india he did it a lot in he india. did it a lot we have to accept that he did what's a interesting lot. is he that did. he doesn't take this task of okay you you're you're in a pow camp yes and somebody says you got to build this bridge for us the, you know what the scene i think about more than any i think about the scene probably once a week is in schindler's list where oscar schindler says to somebody at the factory, we will. This factory, the, he the, basically he runs a factory that produces war uh, uh, munitions. Munitions. Yeah. He says we will never produce a shell that fires in this factory, and he makes sure that they never produce a shell that functions that fires in his, in the factory, as part of you know his protest, his his quiet protest against the Nazi regime, and. I, I contrasted that with this in a way that like he's uh, uh, you, you okay you have to it's like having a day job in a way I think this movie is about day jobs in a way of like okay <laughs> are you going to do a good job at your day job or a bad job at your day job and the Alec Guinness character is the kind of guy that does a great job at his day job he gets the day mm-hmm. job and he's like well yes of course I will of course do the great I will mm-hmm. of course do it I will make sure that it is completely done and I will I will be on all the Zoom meetings. I will make sure that I am very, very efficient. He doesn't quite quit. And William Holden is like, I am going to go and do my painting. And then, yeah, I guess I'll do war or whatever. But I don't really care. 
He do, he's not he's a professional opposite. soldier. He has yeah. no he has no soldier code. He do, he could not give he's a shit. He's just like yeah. yeah. But he is also when it really comes down to it, he is he he's <laughs> in the end of the movie to spoil a movie that is 70 years old. He's so annoyed that someone could be doing what Alec Guinness is doing, which is trying to prevent the blowing up of the bridge. He can't take it. Like, he could just stay on the other side of the bank and be like, okay, whatever. But he's so irritated. It's a fascinating scene because he's Mm. so frustrated that no one will just kill Alec Guinness that he ends up just doing this insane run across the water where, of course, he gets shot. But it's 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 such a bizarre war death. It is purely frustration. So uh, interesting going back to like the rules that you're talking about because Alec Guinness isn't really following the rules. Like William Holden, as much as he lies and stuff, and the other soldiers, they do understand that their duty as British and American soldiers is one not build a great bridge for the enemy and <laughs> right. two, try to escape. They know that their duty is to try to escape the enemy camp if there's a chance. So he, he's breaking the rules until later when he's like trying to skip work, but he's breaking the rules within like what he should be doing. And he actually, his arc is he has to actually sacrifice himself for the quote unquote greater good of the, allies assuming that destroying but I don't his bridge even think is a he's great thinking victory. about that like in I that think scene in that mo- i don't I think, think in he's, that moment he's just he... like oh just i, Cause the I think way that's he... the one like selfless thing he does and i'm not saying that's a good yeah. thing like i don't think the movie presents like oh you should sacrifice yourself for your country but that yeah. is the whole movie's him building to doing like this one purely like i'm a soldier for the ally and i'm helping destroy this bridge and of course he dies immediately for it yeah whereas alec guinness is he is not following the rules like it like he's acting like he has the geneva convention memorized but he's just doing this for his own ego but i so, see i think that he i he thinks of himself as being the british empire like an advocate mm-hmm. of the british empire i don't think it's i don't think he is it's like he's just maybe a simpler way of putting it is he's a very boring person Mm-hmm. Who really just, he's like, well, I'm supposed to, I'm going to prove that I'm the British are better by building this really good bridge. And then I'm going to protect the bridge because that's the thing that I built. And then I have to keep it from getting blown up because that's the thing, the British thing that I made. It just, it's like, the it's so without, it's almost without consciousness that he's like, no, 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 stop. Don't blow up the bridge. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, but it's like the because basically William Holden, all he wants to do is he just wants to get out of that uh, the POW camp, just hang out with nice oh, ladies yeah. and just like chill, like survive. Oh, he has a great time. He's he like has a sandals such a good he, time yeah, when he goes yeah. to the that one base. It's like, oh my god, this base yeah. is amazing. I was like, what am I watching right. here? Some kind of a <laughs> travelogue type movie. Or You're something? watching was... that scene from. <laughs> I thought I was watching The Descendants. But all yes. Alec, all he wants is to be remembered. He wants to be a legend. He wants to be a war hero. He cares about what the plaque is on. The I think. I think he also has a. There's a classic, Wait, William like, Holden or no? Or Alec oh, Alec yeah, that's, that's the reverse. I don't like, think he, he wants, even wants to be a legend. I think he oh, just he cares about wants the plaque. to be. Oh, made for sure. But he wants people the to be like yeah. the British did this. I don't think it's about him. 
I think it's about the British. And I think I can't understand that because I don't come from. He's under the guise of being selfless like William Holden is at the end, but he cares so much that it's him. He cares so much that it's him doing it. I don't think William Holden is being selfish at the end. I think he's, I think he's just, I think he's just (laughs) super pissed. (laughs) He has, he seems to have a personal thing against like this bridge going up at the end. I think there's also a one thing with Alec Guinness is that he has this, a more world war one mentality about like, we will fight a organized gentleman's war. Yeah. Not understanding that world war two is a kicks off the chaotic, uh, not it wasn't the first one ever, but it kicks off a new kind of industrialized, chaotic, mass genocide, crazy like type war. What you're saying is what the Japanese were doing the Chinese during World War II was worse than anything Jigsaw did in any of the Saw movies. <laughs> I mean, for sure, yes. When you're, uh, yes, on yes. scale alone, yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, for sure. I don't. Th- I. D- it's like. But gosh, the the I was really struck by the amount of uh of just amazing scenes of the beautiful landscape in this movie. It's like such an old movie and it's it's so beautiful. I think David Lean still stands out as somebody who made movies that were the Dr. Zhivago, Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. Uh they're just such Incredible. Brief Encounter. We're not going to name his little movies, only the epic. I mean, uh, well, Bri- here's Brief the thing. I'm a little movie stain. Brief Encounter is my is my favorite. And I love Summertime, too, which is like so heartbreaking and great. Just such an amazing Catherine Hepburn performance. I think you could make the case that that he's uh, his early films are even better than the epic films in some I ways. Think, but uh, I think that sometimes what happens with the epics is that like they get so enormous that you don't even really feel the characters. And this even more so, I think, than... Than uh, Doctor Zhivago's characters, I think these are really very, uh, especially William Holden. They feel very human characters inside of the giant scope of the movie. Um, I have an, an issue with this. is a tricky movie for me to talk about because I love David. You Lee. love Bridges. <laughs> I love Bridges. This I is love, tricky corner. I love with Ryan Perez. <laughs> Uh, I think, Alex, you once saw on uh, Letterboxd or something that I'd given this four out of five, and you were you gave me shit about it. You're, you're one person who will actually say, hey, what's the deal? You gave the apartment four out of five or something, and I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, I think it's a four out of five. I don't love the apartment all that much. This is not... This yes, is you're the, heartless. You don't like relationships. You don't believe in love. Of course, don't you don't like give that four or five stars. I, I, think the, I don't like a beta like Jack Lemmon. Uh, to me, that's the not master. a yeah. He yeah. he was like, you wanted them to break up. You mean <laughs> she should have gone with Fred McMurray? She should have chose yeah. Fred McMurray at the end. I don't. Um, okay, mean. I'm gonna grab a beer, but I'm listening to your rant. I want to hear this. I want to hear yeah, this yeah. thing, please. Of all the David Lean movies. If we if we had selected Brief Encounter, if we'd selected um, Great Expectations, even a Ryan's Daughter, a Passage oh. to India, a late film, I yeah. would have been I'd be I'd be so on board with it. This is not even top five David Lean for me. While mm-hmm. it has many of the great qualities of his other movies, I think that it lacks the like absolutely just crystal clear composition of some of those other movies. Like you mean narratively or visually? Visually, for one, I mm-hmm. think that he was at the time. I think that 
that he was working at a scale. Summertime is the movie that immediately precedes this. Mm-hmm. And gorgeous. I feel, yeah. which is a gorgeous movie. This is a gorgeous movie. But also, I do feel that there's like, this movie does not have the just pure composition that some of his other movies do. Like if you pull out individual shots from Bridge on River on the River Kwai. Uh, yeah, but they, think about that scene where the, the British officer who's wounded his leg is watching from oh, as the other people are carrying their loads up a hill. Uh, and it's that scene from the seventh seal where they're walking over death is uh, leading people over a hill. It's that, mm-hmm. that classic scene. And you see him looking at them and then the, the girl carrying two bundles on a stick and she pauses for a minute. And then just the framing of that between the two rocks. I mean, that's beautiful. I don't, I don't really, I think it's, it's very different. I mean, it's jungle, so it's a very different looking movie. It is, and I mean, there may be something, I may be bristling against the setting. It's not as clean and defined and as like, uh, like compared with a Lawrence of Arabia type movie, it's not as. Uh, it's not, yeah, I mean, it's, there's less sand and it's not. It's, I, I mean, it's not like stark bodies against yeah. white sands, you know, kind of film. It's not. Well, it's uh, definitely a lot of very, very oily bodies. It's a lot of oily, oily bodies, men and, bodies and shirtless yeah. William Holden, who for some reason was just shirtless and everything around this time. <laughs> uh, uh, people yeah. couldn't get enough of sh- of him shirtless. No, uh, they picnic, really which I I recently have uh, been reminded is a growing on my list of favorite uh, favorite movies from that period. Again, another famous shirtless William Holden, another actor <laughs> who, by the way, he's not number one on my list. William Holden is not. Of, you of know what he's period. great in, though? He's great in Sabrina. He plays the most William okay, Holden-y. Never seen it. I know. That's great because Sabrina. you don't have great a in girlfriend. Great it's because you don't Boulevard. have a girlfriend. You would have seen Sabrina. You would have seen Breakfast at Tiffany's. You would have seen all the Audrey Hepburns. That's having a girlfriend, right? So I just glanced at David Lean's uh, IMDb, his list of movies. I haven't seen all of them, and I owe a few a rewatch. But once again, Ryan, you are wrong. And this is his best one. And that's it. <laughs> oh, my God. And that is Wait, it. Which, what, what do you think number two is I don't think so then? at all. That is it. What do you think number two is then? Um, Out of what I've seen, Brief Encounter. Brief Encounter is so good. Have you seen, have you seen Summertime, though? Yeah. I think it's great. It, I'm saying if I had to do a top five, it would be not in this order. Brief Encounter, Lawrence of Arabia, Dr. Zhivago, Ryan's Daughter, uh, Great Expectations. Mm. Bridge on River Kwai doesn't even enter the top. Well, that's because it's not a movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> you the were just Bridge wrong on the River five Kauai, times. The- <laughs> David Lean did not make Bridge on River Kwai. You know what? I think that what you're talking about, though, is some more... The, the scene that comes to mind is in Dr. Zhivago. There's a scene where Lara has been put into this very bright red dress by Rod Steiger. And it's like, you don't like him and it's gross. And she, this is not the guy she wants to be with and she feels yucky. And I think that kind of composing of the scene can happen in a contained environment where it's like it's lots of white snow or it's lots of white sand and then you only have one thing to look at Mm -hmm. in the scene so you're very focused you're like 
there where's the red dress there's the red dress like it's it's pointing your eyes and i think in something like this there's very i mean there's the scene where all the bats are flying it's like it's you're that's you're, a beautiful you're scene you're looking at everything yeah. in yeah. the shot it doesn't seem as big in a certain way because the whole frame is full of something and in maybe some of those other movies you're looking at one thing in the frame and then the rest of it is just enormous behind it it's also a movie with almost no interiors. Like the, yeah. the there's an, another great movie he made, Hobson's Choice. Uh, I mean, these are smallish movies with interiors, and he was brilliant in framing interiors. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. It's not just vistas, you know. Um, and this is a movie that's mostly just people sitting in mud and it's a lot of comfort mud. in leaves and and everything. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I like it. I like the jungle. Uh, no, the, no. The, I, again, yeah. I'm. This is a. I'm presenting a. I'm not trying to pull anyone over to the side that like <laughs> this movie is lesser than anything. I Are think what it boils like, down to the bugs, is the bugs bother you because there will be yeah, a lot of probably. bugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think what it boils down to between this and uh, Lawrence of Arabia is who do you hate more Arabs or Japanese people? <laughs> and if you answer that truthfully, that's the movie that you're going to be pulled to. <laughs> oh my God. This is a horrible test. I don't have any, any thoughts about any i have just love for everyone and uh but what uh, is uh what do you think that uh jigsaw what would be his favorite david lane movie you saw I them mean, all I, you should be able to answer this question that's <laughs> yeah but I, I saw this all i haven't seen all the david leans that's the problem all right like, out what of is the, the sound movies? barrier i don't oh, know maybe yeah. okay I don't, i'm thinking yeah, okay, he I'm started out as an editor which i think you can see in these movies that they're very yeah they're very tight even though they're long i think he would love a bridge on the river Kwai the most because really? it's about a guy it's doing about a because it is yeah. a guy who's being tested like jigsaw mm-hmm. tests his people and he's probably mm-hmm. gonna be like this guy is really doing the right thing here <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he would be rooting for alec guinness yes the thing is okay. this movie which is a true dual protagonist movie mm-hmm. we're not seeing the movie through either their povs no the pov is the doctor that is the audience surrogate uh, and uh, I the doctor is uh, Alec Guinness's second in command. Yes. Oh well, he's not really the POV. No, he's just he's the one not. that's. That is the. I think he's the, the voice of reason. He's the one that's yeah, like. Oh, I don't know if we the, should build this bridge. Yeah, he's not. That's not. This is not from his perspective, though. A lot of it on the rewatch, I know, is from his perspective, kind of seeing how Alec Guinness is, and the big ending is him watching this, and we get his commentary how he feels about it all. Yeah, but the, but that's like such a small amount of the movie as the movie. I I disagree. I do not. Think it's small, it's but just, it's a crucial POV. Yeah, but I don't. I think. But it's, Jigsaw wouldn't recognize that. Jigsaw would think it is. He would agree yeah. that it was madness, madness. <laughs> he would, but I don't think he that, would. He I don't would not think, think it was getting, madness. He would think it was. He would think it's not madness. <laughs> no, it's perfect. It's not it makes madness. sense. It makes all sense to You're me. Like, Jigsaw, more madness, more madness. Do you want to play a game? Do you want to build a bridge with me? I thought that that last <laughs> scene actually was very uh, interesting because it has the very, very last shot is in slow motion. Mm. And I don't think there are any other scenes in the whole movie that are in slow motion. But as the the officer is walking away after saying the madness, uh, he's in slow motion. And you see like little little like leaves or flowers or something falling in the corner of the screen. And it's yeah, slow motion. 
I don't know, because I watched this movie on 1.5x, so it seemed like normal speed by that point. <laughs> As you always do, ne- that Netflix 1.5x. No, uh... I actually, this, well, the, the reason this came up, I think that we were talking about it, is because I, I have some note cards on the wall. I'm stealing from this movie, so I needed to just get some, like I've seen this multiple, I needed to get it into my brain. So I did watch it on 1.5x, just skipping through it. I mm-hmm. needed to, which was the most horrific way on my laptop to watch it, but that is. Oh my God. I had to be honest. I have to be honest with the. The fans listening oh, to the podcast. Oh wow! You really did a a, a one point five X. Well, this yeah the, the 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 timeline was not. I was asked to come on this podcast to discuss the movie, and then I yes, watched it. Yes, exactly. The timeline was I really just needed. To we were talking about. Myself. We were talking yeah, about it. Yeah. We were talking about. We were talking about it with Saw. Mm-hmm. We wanted to talk to you. We we, we weren't going to do Saw. Anne and I talked about it. Anne was like, "Oh, Bridge, Bridge on the River Kwai. I I love that movie. Let's talk about it." And so mm-hmm. we so we all this was the one we could all agree on. So when I was a kid, I watched a ton of war movies, a ton. And my mm-hmm. dad was particularly interested in World War II and Stillwell in Burma. So it was like the Southeast Asian part of World War II was very interesting to him. So we'd watch those movies. And I remember watching this and the tension that builds at the end of the movie where you're not really sure what's going to happen with the train and the trains coming you have so you have the ticking clock of is are they going to find the cord is the train going to come blow up it blow up the train blah 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 i remember that and then watching it again i've not seen it in a really long time i was like this is exactly as stressful i remember mm-hmm. this so perfectly of william holden running across that water and just being like just kill him <laughs> like and I couldn't believe it at the time because most of the movies that I was watching were these like very standard kind of like heroism, uh, sort of soldiers acting in uh, like very clearly trying to save their fellow man or trying to be good Americans or trying mm-hmm. to trying to do the right thing kind of uh, behavior that's uh, readily available in all Mark Wahlberg movies, right? Like that sort of Patriot like- Day. Yes. Deepwater Horizon. Yeah, like that kind of like, I'm an American, I'm going to do the right thing. And I think watching this movie then and now, it's still like, wow, this is actually depicting people doing the right thing in quotes, uh, and it's not the right thing, which is interesting for the 50s, that it was already, that it was something strange was going on that already it was okay to be talking about World War II and this confusing sort of... It wasn't okay. They were blacklisted. The commies knew what was going on. Right. I still still think they didn't write it. I, yeah, they I, didn't write I it. think Pierre wrote it. I don't think those guys wrote it. <laughs> These guys were... You know, Pierre thing. also wrote Ben-Hur. I don't think it was that other Here's guy. the thing, and I don't mean to... I'm Again, I'm not anti-Bridge, mm-hmm. but there are some good and suspenseful war movies from this time. Of course, And I actually yes. made a list. Oh. There's... Mm-hmm. Uh, I Like Heaven Knows Mr. Allison. I Like Ice Cold and Alex. Uh-huh. The great uh, Jay, Lee, uh, Jay Lee Thompson movie. Uh-huh. The Man Who Never Was. Oh, that's a great one. I love that one. The Steel Helmet. Any Sam Fuller movie. Play Dirty. Andre de Toth. The Train. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. What I'm saying is that this movie, though it won Best Picture and is like revered, I, I, can, I, I can think of 10 that are as complicated. I can yeah. think of only nine. 
Saw movies, maybe? (laughs) Saw? Yeah. Yeah. How many of those have jigsaw in them? Yeah. It's funny, actually, that William Holden was in, he was in Stalag 17. He's in a lot of- I just watched that. I I didn't love it. That's low on my my Billy Wilder list. I think that was one that, that was like, maybe that was funny at the time or something. I don't know. That's sort of like the Hogan's Heroes. I've never seen it. I should see it. Yeah, it's all right. Did did uh, William Holden murder someone? Can Uh-oh. we can we fact check this live? Yeah, let's get into it. Because <laughs> did, uh, uh, did someone tell you this? I'm also friends with another podcast, Screen Vomit, and they're getting into all the uh, the William Holden movies. We're just old movies in general, a lot of Billy Wilder. We movies. should pivot. They were this, like, oh, hey, yeah, uh, actor William Holder. We should pivot this show into like a Hollywood gossip. Do you, <laughs> do you like to hear tales of the stars? Well, but only listen murders. to this one about oh, William Holden's manslaughter. Welcome to, uh, you must remember this the tale of, of Hollywood Babylon. <laughs> Wait, are you going to see Babylon in theaters? Oh yeah, what what are you gonna do when Babylon comes around? I don't know. I are you scandalized by the idea of cocaine sniffing in uh, classic Hollywood? Oh no! Do you know it, that the real guy that this is sort of loosely based on the real commander who was uh, forced to build this bridge? Uh, he apparently one of his his techniques was to make the cement uh, really bad to mix it really badly. Um, and then also to collect a whole bunch of termites and put put the termites on the bridge. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Which just I imagine is being so hilarious. Can you imagine these soldiers going into the woods and collecting termites? They had to like, gather a little termite village. Yeah, the yeah. cement cement's no joke. Yeah, uh, that would really work. But a bunch of termites. Yeah, yeah we can't joke about cement. I saw That's the movie off topic. <laughs> off, off, I mean off. There's a good movie called Locke with Tom Hardy where he's a uh, he's a guy oh, yeah. who uh, builds buildings and he's like we got to mix the concrete. He's a Welsh. Do you like that Latin. scene of Locke when he's in the car? Yeah, I like yeah, that that's scene. The, probably the best scene. He's like yeah. we got to mix the concrete. This building's <laughs> going to last forever, and if we don't mix the concrete correctly, it won't be stable. Oh. Um, there's a scene in this movie. Where the prison camp guys do a dance in hula skirts. Mm-hmm. That kind of is like some kind of Harvard type skit humor <laughs> that I don't care for. Yeah, yeah. They only it's like do that, that hasty Harvard. puddings crap that yep. uh, whatever these it's writers that, come that, out. And it's that Conan O'Brien. They think that's comedy. I've met a few of those writers in my day. All right, you're gonna yeah. cut this part anyway. Yeah. Oh, to say that the writers I met that went to Harvard were not the most brilliant? No, I'll. I'll I, I think I could say I can say that safely. What about the parachute guy died in the trees? That's fucked up. Oh, that boy. always bugs me every time. That's a yeah. that's a bummer of a death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that. that. You know what's a great scene is when he says he's they're they're prepping for that mission, and he says, "Well, I've never." Uh, William Holden's like. I've never parachuted. I got to do a practice jump. They're like, oh, we talked to the guy, and it turns out that like a practice jump really won't help you very much. <laughs> you do one jump, you do one jump, it's like 50 50. If you do, you know, two jumps, it's like 80% chance. If you, you know, like, so 
Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, all right, one jump, I guess. I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just do do it unprepared. I um, would just like to know for my own life, am I an important character or am I the guy that the, we don't really ever meet? And so it's okay if he dies from the parachute jump. I don't accept the premise that it's okay he dies, but uh, yeah, I think we're all the parachute guy. You think we're all the parachute guy? I mean, in in terms of like the world or like this podcast. Well, in terms of in terms of like you know the world, the our uh, our am I am I the William Holden of my story? <laughs> well, I I mean I think we're all the Alec Guinness of our stories. Oh God. I do think about that every time I watch. I was watching like a crime guy movie the other night, just like guys running around doing just called crime. Crime guys. It was crime guys, and uh, I was like, man, crime guys are just so okay with dying. Like, yeah, like yeah. they just take. I mean, like in a heat kind of movie, they're just like, okay, I guess I might die tonight. Uh, I they really do just it anyway. take it. Well, yeah. they do. They do in Bridge on the River Quiet too. It's like, hey, you know, uh, I would, I would go and do the mission of going across the the river, but I can't. So, hey, yeah. you know, good job. Like, there is something kind of amazing that people really do have those kinds of conversations where they're like, hey, we're gonna go do something really dangerous, whether they're crime guys or soldiers, and they're like, what's the difference? <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Oh, you know what? That's, that's too political. That's too political. You know, that's going to really offend this guy's uh, parents when they get to the house. And the oh, yeah. Parents he ain't going to like that. You better, you better no. make sure the podcast is off when he talks to daddy. Yeah. Oregon yeah. daddy. <laughs> oh, they live in Oregon? <laughs> I thought that's where they, this couple was headed. Yeah, all I'm asked, all I'm asked so. to do is when I go to Oregon is not call George Bush a war criminal in front of her parents, <laughs> and I still mess that up. Oh, you did? It, or, it organically did come comes up. up. Organically. <laughs> They're like, would you like more mashed potatoes? Yes, and George Bush. So would a million Iraqis that aren't with us anymore. <laughs> I feel like if you... If you go like now, the now the challenge is like my girlfriend's parents are mega, and I have to go. I feel yeah. like now, if you were to go and say George Bush is a war criminal, they wouldn't even. That's not even problem number one. You could probably no. sneak that past. Yeah, if, if you're just like, hey, you know what? And but Trump's cool. But you know what? <laughs> now that you would say, hey, my girlfriend's parents are Mnom. Oh, 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 we're in, oh, Mnom. You mean a mama, a mama needs a movie follower. Oh, of course, Mnom. I'm so sorry. I'll turn, yeah. I'll, I'll turn, I'll turn them on to Mnom. Mnom yeah. does sound like a QAnon type. It uh, totally type does. Thing, yeah. It totally does. It's like, I, I, I thought about typing it into Google and then I didn't do it. I don't want to know. Oh, yeah. I don't want to know if, if Mnom no. is associated with I don't want to know. Uh, quick fun fact about this movie, Alec Guinness, uh, the scene where he comes out of the hot box and walks, uh, walks across the, the, uh, little area there. The ground. The ground. <laughs> the uh, place. Yep. He, he says this is the finest acting he ever did. He says that walk is the finest acting he ever did. And he based the walk on his son, who at the time was, I think, 11 years old and recovering from polio. My son would not behave, so I put him in a hot box for a year and that's how he came out. <laughs> So wait, so he like someone walking again and and sort of like the 
yes, confidence so, of someone walking again. A kind of a kind of a hesitant, lurching type walk. Uh, get, basically, getting on his on his feet again. Um, wow. uh, he based on it. Like, kind of fucked up. He based it on his. He was clowning on his son, uh, and the walk there. No, I mean, um, I think it's kind of weird when actors say that the their best acting was some. It's just very strange every time I hear that. Like my best act. That this is my best acting. I did really good acting there. <laughs> my best acting was this scene. Um, I don't know. You know, we're going too far. Like I, he's not. He's going to take pride in building the bridge, but he's allowed to take a little pride in his work and his craft. He can <laughs> well, enjoy that he did something things. he liked. <laughs> this this seemed like a totally fine quote. He really was proud of his walk. No, he based I'm, it on his I'm, son, uh, and you're shitting on him. <laughs> I'm Mama just... needs to put somebody down to feel better about herself. Oh, Is that okay. the podcast now? Mm, okay. I just find it funny when people comment on acting, I guess. Like, I did really good acting here. Is funny to me because in my estimation of That's acting, for directors only to decide mm-hmm. when it's good and when it's well, bad. Yeah, okay. That, like, yeah. you, don't, you don't perceive it as acting is what I tend to enjoy in movies is you don't you're not like oh wow look at that acting that's happening and it's, so it's just funny when someone will point out what they think their best performance was or something yeah probably not, more not to... strange when they're like oh that was my favorite project to work on or something yeah, yeah. what's well, speaking of which uh david lean and uh Ali Guinness did not get along on this film and um there's a scene actually that monologue we were talking about where they, he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, very interesting shot. Yeah. And it's shot from behind or they just yeah. kind of shot from his back. And uh, uh, Alec Guinness was like, why are you shooting it that way? And David Lean was like, you, f-, I'm paraphrasing. I mean, I'm, I'm imagining what the scene was, but basically he blew up at Alec Guinness and he was like, you British actors, you fucking British actors. I can't wait for you to get out of here. And I can't wait to start with an American William Holden next week. He says, I, I can't wait. You're, you're questioning everything, questioning everything. I can't just wait to get, get William Holden in here. He was. Uh, oh, my uh, God. And then is British, you know. Get me that murderer. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was something that was brought up, I guess, in, in reading about this movie, that there were a lot of people and a lot of people still who were like, this movie is really anti-British. Why is it so anti-British? Yeah. Because it really does pit the British rule followers against the h- human American it's like uh this is bad yeah so, um let's time. uh let's get uh the uh, the assessment uh speaking of imnam um uh, this new mm-hmm. secret uh, uh, uh pizzagate conspiracy uh type uh website we're forming what mm-hmm. is your uh uh mama panic attack assessment of the bridge on the river Kauai? yes well the mpa rating for this is uh pg which i was really surprised by when I looked it up because there's quite a bit of violence. In I it. feel like they didn't have MPAA back then, back in the back when in 1957. Yeah, I don't yeah. know when that actually they, started. I don't think they were doing ratings then, but but yeah. at least now it's rated PG. Um, and I think for my assessment, uh, because thankfully it, it excludes the existence of children uh, from the horrors of war, I would rate it uh, PG. For the madness of war. <laughs> madness of war is tough. That's yeah, tough the madness one. of war. Mm-hmm. PG for the madness of war. That's good. That's succinct. But not mm-hmm. not too disturbing if it's a PG. Uh, well, it's yeah. just 
war is very disturbing. The idea that war happens is bad, uh, but there's no like, uh, it's very polite about not showing us the impact of the war on the surrounding areas. Yeah. yeah. The only people that are affected are these people and they're sort of like, they're basically ridiculous conflicts with each other, but not that they, you know, thousands and thousands of people in real life, thousands of people died building the stupid bridge. Uh, and most of them were, um, just locals. Mm. They, they thankfully exclude that part of it for my weak, weak, uh, oversensitive, uh, privileged little little eyes i guess the system that can't handle saw can handle uh this movie um, yes because there's only a little bit of war and a whole lot of william holden chest and so we have to figure out now uh we're gonna rate this movie i, uh, I have a suggestion for the out of oh okay. oh is it out of saws oh it's a little better than that <laughs> uh, give me a little credit uh, no <laughs> out of uh Reverse bear traps, which is Jigsaw's uh, trap of choice when he puts a reverse bear trap on someone's face that snaps their face open if they don't unlock it in time. Something that the unsolvable thing that Detective Hoffman broke out of at the end of Saw 6, this thrilling moment. Okay. 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 Hey, you know what? Fair enough. Reverse bear trap. I'm. I'm. We're. We're. <laughs> you are our guest. You're our our first uh, second time guest ever. Uh, mm-hmm. We gotta go with reverse bear trap. And let me be the first out of three to say four out of four reverse bear traps. Well, no, you go last. Yours oh, is the. Yeah. Yours is the. Sorry. Well, forget you already forget went. what I. I went you first. already went. It happened. Okay. Went. Well, is there anything yours? Yours, your rating actually is the official rating. I was going to say. Is there anything else you'd like to elaborate on? Why it's four out of four? I I just think it's a perfectly constructed film, even better than how well that bridge is constructed. (laughs) Do you want to hammer up a plaque with your review of it? (laughs) I I cannot wait to hammer up a plaque when I die. Alex (laughs) Wotzki, he loved the bridge on the River Kwai and some other movies that he watched over and over again in his life. I uh I've seen it um three times. The first mm-hmm. time I think I saw it on I can't remember what TV, but I saw it on a DVD on TV, maybe Netflix disc. The second time was maybe I saw you it saw it on that show DVD on TV. Remember DVD that? on TV, the show. Yeah, yeah. And then the second time I saw it at the New Beverly Theater. I mean that was the best version of it. Best, and then I saw it on my laptop here on 1.5x speed, and I feel like these are three (laughs) very different experiences, and it really cements this movie is perfect. It's like you can't beat it because can't beat it. I have to join it. (laughs) (laughs) He tried to ruin it, but he couldn't. They tried to hotbox the movie and uh No, it wouldn't bend. It, came out. it would yeah. not bend. And yeah. then it did some really good acting. Okay, well, I think this movie is uh great. It's not a favorite movie of mine because I don't I think I'm I don't know. I don't really like war movies, I guess, in a sort of basic way. <laughs> but I think for a war movie it is beautifully made and it really does have this interesting sort of funnel effect where the movie starts out and it's like, all right, there's a lot of people and are they going to escape or what are they going to do? And then 
there's there's so much time in the movie. It's an it's two and a half hours long. The, when you get towards the end, it's like, oh, wow, it comes down to these seconds and these very, very specific relationships between the people and what they want. Like, what do the characters want as like a, a writing technique or an acting technique or something? Is like, it's so clear what these characters want. Mm-hmm. And I really like that about it. So it's kind of like, it's a journey to get there. Beautiful visuals. Does have some boring parts. So I would give it three and a half reverse bear traps from Saul. Great. <laughs> the the not hearing the four out of four, the sting is taken off by hearing you say reverse bear trap. That's great. That works mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, wow. You, you know what? I think one. I might have to give it PG-13, just the image of the bear trap now in my head. Yeah. Now <laughs> something from another movie is going to Yeah, different movies infected this movie. Uh, I am going to have to echo your three and a half. And this is to say that I think the, for a, I want to say something about three and a half. Three and a half is a great rating. And I think that you got to think about three and a half on the scale of four. There's, we can go, you can go all the way. I think like two and a half is a pretty good rating, you know, Mm. and two and a half is a good rating. Mm. Uh, Last week we did, we did mannequin and then we did the craft bull and in both those episodes, one of us had to give a two and a half and we were so apologetic about like, Oh, but I'm sorry. Two and a half. It's like two and a half means that you liked it as much as there were drawbacks to it. Like two and a half is not. I think it depends on what you're saying. Are you saying this is a great movie? Yes. It's a great movie. It's a beautifully constructed, beautifully made, beautifully shot, beautifully acted It's a great movie. I'm just talking about my enjoyment of the movie is like, I did feel like it dragged in parts and I think it was supposed to drag. I think it's from a different time. So half a star off. But when I'm talking, (laughs) there's no comparison between this movie and Mannequin. Yes, but it's only if you were, if you're going to get super literal about the star distinctions or whatever the, 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 or whatever the, the, the rating system, it's like, yeah. I'm just saying this in general about rating system. It's like so you're only you're saying that one there's a one star difference between <laughs> Mannequin and Bridge on River, the River Kwai. It's like no, no. But for what it is, I gave that movie a three, and I'm going to give this movie a three and a half. And they're very different films, but I'm also grading this movie on a scale of of other war movies from the time period. I'm get rating it on a scale of other David Lean movies that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it's totally and, different scales. It's unfair. Yeah. And, and so when I saw it. this movie, I first saw this movie five <laughs> years or not more than that, probably eight years ago or something. And I was like expecting like I was expecting a movie that was as incredible to me as Lawrence of Arabia. And it, when it, and when I didn't have that reaction to it, I was like, hmm. And so that kind of informs some mm. of it. So I feel like this is a tricky one to watch because I'm like, of course, everyone should see this movie. Incredible, incredible movie. But because it, because I do actually think it's a little long for my uh, uh, watching it at just one uh, X speed. Mm-hmm. That was your uh, mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think Alec Guinness, who's an actor I love, I think you can maybe find better Alec Guinness performances in this. Um, there's a movie called Tunes of Glory that I would recommend. Mm-hmm. That he's, that's that it's kind of similar character, kind of militaristic guy. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there's like other stuff that I would actually say like you know what maybe plays around in the same world that, that I like a little bit more. And so David Lean, the master, the man but I, I'm going to just give it three and a half because if you don't leave the little half 
then what do you say about the one that you really love? And for Alex, you obviously, this is one of the ones you really love. For me, it's like a, just a notch down. So three and a, three and a half reverse bear traps from Jigsaw. Yeah. Can I can I talk about ratings? Yeah. Okay. On this right. on this Joker Man podcast you brought up that I love. This, yeah. I'm, I'm into this Bob Dylan podcast now. They do a rating of one, two, or three, no halves on the album. Oh. Wow. They mm, no them, half sizes. They, they make they mm-hmm. make some tough calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all three of us are bitches well i mean we have four we have halves we have it so easy i Uh what i think is that one two i think that the i think that when i look at like a a four out of five or so i think that's not enough because people what happens is that everything gets pitched up a little bit more so you have like there's we're talking about five on letterbox it's five and i'll sometimes rate things three that i'm like actually i didn't even really like it that much but I liked a scene, so that's three. It's like, no, that could be a two. That could be a one and still have merit. You know, like a one is not a zero. You know, like a one, like there's a there's there's more on the back half is what well, I'm saying. Well, there's peer pressure, Ryan. I've seen you be like fully not liking a movie <laughs> and then be like, I think I like this so much. I'm gonna give it a better rating. Well, because this show is partially part part of the thing. While we're here and we're 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 reevaluating the show a little bit, we're at episode, not. That's no, not what's happening. No, we have a guest we've had before though, and we're we're just talking about things about that are about the show. It's like mm-hmm. when if the if the show if the guest. Alex actually didn't pick this movie, but sometimes if the guest is picking the movie and then if they're like, it's my favorite movie. And then you have to be like, oh, actually the movie that is your favorite is not that good. And I think is a two, two out of four or whatever is like, uh, that can be awkward sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think it basically means that though. You're not saying, I don't think that your opinion has value. You're just saying for me, it's like if I served you, some food you don't like it's like oh i don't disagree that this is good it's just not for me it's fine no that's you know wait so let me get this straight sometimes a guest suggests a movie that you don't fully love but you (laughs) want to be polite and you give it a better rating and sometimes i suggest michael clayton and you go wow what a great episode to do with mike hanford I, Alex, I got to go back. I don't remember getting this text from you. I really don't remember getting this text from you. We we probably would have done it with you. We probably would have done it. By the way, we were reticent to to repeat guests for a while and wanted to repeat guests. She would have had you on two months ago. I I was like. I specifically want Alex. I just wanted (laughs) my guest again. I was was the one who was like, let's not repeat guests because we've only Mm -hmm. done 30 episodes. Now we've done 40 episodes. I said, okay, it's all right. Let's start repeating people. But, you know yeah. what you guys should do next? What? I mentioned the, the the other movie podcast I love, Screen Vomit. Mm-hmm. You guys should do a crossover episode. Mm-hmm. Like pick a movie series, like Human Centipede 1 and 2. For example, it could be something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One episode here, one episode there. It's like when the Flintstones yeah. meets the Jetsons. Our uh, system is much more chaotic. We we choose. We have no discernible pattern of uh, movie selection on this show. We are we are we are more o- over the map than any, any well podcast in the world. Here's what we do: everyone gets to pick a movie they really want to talk about, except you. You come on <laughs> and you talk about whatever movie we decide for you to talk about. 
Well, that's not true. Marry me, you volunteered for marry me. Yeah, you volunteered for marry yes, me. Yes, but I said, who wants to talk about marry me? So it wasn't it's like <laughs> he got to decide. It was just like, all right, fine. You can do this. Everything's good unless I fucking open my uh, podcast catcher next week and it's like, here's the new Mommy Watches Movies podcast with Mike Hanford discussing Saw 6. And I'm going to be flipping <laughs> don't out. Tell, don't, tell, don't tell him. Don't tell him. I'd like to go. I think don't I'm going to get him on the phone right now and try to uh, arrange that. Uh, well, I'll tell you who uh, gets the who gets a four out of four reverse bear traps uh when it comes to guests is our guest alex kavutsky thanks so much for joining us alex and uh and talking about your uh this wonderful david lean movie <laughs> saw six <laughs> thank you thanks. so much for having me and uh i'm glad we stuck to the topic at hand yes you did i could see uh you really loved saw <laughs> uh, people- i did not for the record i do not like a single saw <laughs> right too late to start talking about it again thank you very much and we'll see you guys later see you later bye